What's up, everybody? Today, we have a very special guest. We got Pixie Marie in the building. And then I accidentally clicked the intro again in classic Daddy Goods fashion. You already know how we do. What's going on with you today, Pixie Marie? Um, I woke up late and I'm just hanging right now. Just hanging, waking up late. That sounds like a typical Sunday morning right there. Yeah. I agree. I agree. What what's like a typical morning for a Pixie Marie when you wake up late? Um, well, I usually don't wake up late. Usually my baby wakes me up. All right. Time. Um <laughs> coffee is a must. I take my Vivance script. Must. Right. Some Swedes. That's about it. Some Swedes. What are Swedes? Marijuana. Ah, some some marijuana Swedes. A little bit of wakey bakey. Yes, every day I'm like being every day. Some people have the inability to function without the Swedes. I am people. <laughs> I love that. I am not people, but I get people that do have that inability because it's like man like yo like i need to just like get in my zone get in my level and just vibe out and make the whole day a vibe do you feel like that kind of sets the tone for the day for you definitely i'll put on like some affirmation music well it depends on the day sometimes it's like affirmation music sometimes it's like you know suicide boys or something but it just depends on setting the tone right so gotta set the tone sometimes i'll just like you know yeah meditate a little do a little reading i don't know i like setting an intention or else i will halfway through the day i'll go off somehow i feel you on that i feel you on that i feel like suicide boys music is gotta be like huge right because i've never like really dove into their music but it seems like everybody knows who they are yeah i started listening to them in like high school um on soundcloud before they were really like you know not like to be one of those people but i was I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be a hipster for this. Definitely was obsessed, and then like there was a bunch of songs that they couldn't officially release because of some shit. So, um, what what kind of shit? Uh, just because they would like sample other people's things without permission. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. That's it's like so everybody, awesome. you know. That's every music artist these days. They all sample each other's music, and everything comes from something else. Like, there's nothing that isn't inspired. Art and art. It all just inspired so. I feel like if I was a music artist and I had the ability to time travel, I would be one of those people. I like time travel and take all of like Metallica songs and just <laughs> just work with them and then come back to this time and be like, I got a collab, what like a feature with Metallica. If Pixie Marie was a music artist and not a foot model, what kind of genre would Pixie Marie be a part of? Pixie Marie is a music artist, but um oh, what? <laughs> I don't know. I've Okay, this is a great idea that I've always wanted. And I'm going to prop this one girl that I knew in high school. We were hanging out one time and she looks at me and goes, we got to make a rap metal band and name ourselves Ionic Bond. And I'm like, bro, that is like smart. So that's happening. Don't worry. Wow. Ionic Bond. And where would that name come from? Well, because when a metal meets another kind of element, it's mm. an ionic bond. So if it's a rap metal or something metal genre. I feel like it would make a noise like boing, 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 
like a real deep vibrational type of noise? There would be bass. I would definitely involve EDM. I love EDM. So that would definitely be involved. I think it would just be metal bass. So everything else would just come through. Kind of like bass nectar-ish? Yeah, before he was canceled. Come on. He's canceled? I don't even see. I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> Tell me what happened to bass nectar. How did he get canceled? Bass nectar, there was like, I think it was sexual grooming, sexual assault. Like tons of women came forward. Like not just for the clout. This was one that was big and he doesn't even like playing. That's actually interesting. That's interesting that you brought up Bass Nectar getting canceled and those being the reasons why he got canceled. Because I got to say that sexual assault is terrible. And, you know, when it happens to anybody, you know, you got to like honestly like take their word for it and just know like, like, dude, like that can be a very traumatic experience for a lot of people. Yeah, I think most people, it just depends on how much they repress it. It's traumatic for everyone. Absolutely. You know, it's actually kind of crazy. And um, now we're going to kind of open the Pandora box on that subject a little bit. And that's why I said, oh, that's kind of crazy. You said that, you know, there was uh, somebody who said, because I had a specific model on my podcast who was accusing the other of sexual assault, that one of the models said that I myself, Daddy Goods, must support sexual assault. If I had somebody on the podcast who was uh, saying that the other person was doing sexual assault. And first of all, I had nothing to do with none of that drama, but I just thought it was outrageous and incredibly defamatory for them to be spreading that kind of information about me. When I myself have a wife and a daughter, I could never support sexual assault. Especially because that makes it so that all the people that have actually been assaulted, people don't believe them as much every time. It digs out a little much. They're like, oh, but my homie was accused and that wasn't true. And then it's like, it's so hard because people like that accusation can fuck someone up. And at the same time, the actual thing that happens is so traumatic and changes your life forever. But they both are just so it's, I, I just don't cry wolf. Don't do it. Don't try to get clout or try to cancel people for any reason. That's what it comes down to because you're actually invalidating everyone that has actually been through it. Yeah, absolutely. And see, when they do say that they were involved in that, you know, like your first instinct is never, oh, they're lying or crying wolf. Like you immediately want to, you know, be there for their support and, you know, let them know like, hey, like. I'm here for you if you need to talk to yeah. anybody or I know that was a traumatic experience and all those great things. But, you know, in the same breath, like you can't assume that other people support sexual assault on any other people just based off of them being willing to talk to the other side. Yeah. Like that's that's absolutely crazy. Wouldn't yeah, you say? That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And I'm sorry you got swung into that shit. (laughs) No, you just, you just, you know, you you triggered that uh, upon me when you, when you brought that up, because it's just like, man, that's a serious, very serious issue. And and I get that. But let me ask you, like, from your uh, opinion, and I'm, I'm sorry to like, like, we're like live on a podcast pop up pod. And I'm just, you know, like, just diving into like some drama and stuff like that. I don't know. First of all, this podcast is all about positive vibes, positivity and everything like that. But just like in your opinion, from your perspective, do you think that a podcaster or podcast or a talk show or whatever the the platform may be do you think them having 
the other side that people may be uh, in disagreement with or, you know, maybe uh, in the midst of some kind of like accusations? Do you think just by talking to them that you support them? Um, No, I think it depends on a lot. You're actually could be exposing them. Facts. Big facts. I mean, technically, I can see how people could say, oh, well, you're giving them exposure or time. But honestly, at the same time, I think having we don't have enough of other people talking about it, like from the side of someone that was the one that was accused or something. We don't have a lot of that. And I think a lot of healing come can come from actually having those conversations. And I think it's I don't know. I think that that doesn't make whoever hosted it a bad person or like in support of it. I think that means that they, you know wanted to hear the other side which doesn't mean that they're believing them it could also mean that you know and, and mind you like i never even spoke about that situation you know with that that so that wasn't even talked about this is probably the most open i've been about this whole scenario since it all unfolded but you know i'm not naming names i'm not doing nothing like that um just putting it out there because i understand that there's been a perception perception change upon me because of that situation behind you know closed doors and i just want everybody to know dude i could never support sexual assault like so if that is in any way shape or form the perception of me you got it all the way twisted because again i have a wife and daughter my daughter if that ever happened to her what do you think i would do you get what i'm saying so it's like just those two things alone, like just take that into consideration, but then also take into consideration what I'm telling you and understand, like if it hasn't been said and spoken on before, like, hey, I'm I'm telling people right now. But yeah. anyways, though, enough of all of that craziness. No, that's good. I, I'm going to clear your name. That's good. Important. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And just bringing up base nectar and you telling me that he's been canceled and then that being a reason, like everything happens for a reason. I'm a firm and solid believer of that. And so just the fact that I have you on the podcast right now and you brought that up and just just everything, the way everything happens and unfolds. I don't think anything is just by accident. I think there's a construct put in place by the universe. Totally. Not necessarily faded. It's all depends on like. I feel like because it's always changing. Like I think of okay, this is kind of crazy, but I just watched the new Wrinkle in Time like again. So I'm thinking some Tesseract shit right now, some tethering to other parts of the universe. But I feel like when it comes to everything already being laid out, it's totally true. There's endless opportunity, yes, but everything, even the choices we make that are sudden, we're already gonna happen absolutely they're already set there for sure for sure well let's get into some some feet talk shall we yes i know people love the feet talk it's one of the things that draws people to the podcast but you know also everybody loves the in-depth conversation too and especially with like interesting people like yourself pixie because we got to like unfold and unpack some of those tattoos you got and just the vibe that you bring for real matter of fact by the way, super fly, by the way. Let's do a little hand, hand clappity clap for all the, the fire tats. Um, so we were speaking in the DMs and you told me that you were inducted into the the FFC, the foot world. Yeah. 
So yeah. tell me about how that all kind of went down. So my good friend, can I say who? Totally. Okay, my good friend Nico, who people may know, um, she she and I have been really close since you know we were teenagers. And when we when she got into um, making content, it was actually through my OnlyFans referral, which is really funny. So what happened was she totally went way further than I ever did with it, took the fuck off with Reddit and everything. And it was just really cool because watching her be so like, I don't know, just good with her feet. I don't know. I was like, she made me start to see that like feet are actually beautiful. And at first it was only her feet that I like. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, no, I would never suck any of their toes. I prep saying that, but then I'm like, okay, no, I definitely would. But it's like very interesting because in my mind, I never had that. I feel like I had to be exposed to it. It was never just like naturally in me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a whole stigma around it, which actually kind of makes it more fun in my mind. To be honest. <laughs> um, there's like this whole stigma, like, oh, girls foot people. And I'm like, bro, who wouldn't like, I don't know. It's just interesting. And feeder like the idea of like, you know, they they can be sore and need massage and like they need treatment and nurturing. It's just like beautiful. I don't know. I like it. And it started with definitely we were filming and there's like we were filming together for OnlyFans and I was like sucking her toes or something. And like I was like, wait. I like had this whole existential crisis within me. Like, wait, I like this. This is like, then I kept being like, oh, I just like her. So like, it's just, I kept trying to like justify in my mind, even though it doesn't need a justification. Right, right. <laughs> I hear you. No, so like by doing that, what do you feel like it was just like the, just the experience all around? Was it like a, a scent thing? Was it a taste thing? Was it all of your senses all think- at one time? totally a pleaser when it comes to people that I am interested in and it came from like being of service Mm. knowing that she loves it and like knowing that she loved them tickled and sucked and then I end up just loving it myself it's all of it now it's all of it (laughs) yeah for sure for sure no that's what's up man that's what's up so all right so just so I I got this straight so you both kind of started around the same time but she kind of stuck to it I started, like, maybe a year before her. Ah. But I wasn't doing foot content, you see? So she started with that and, like, went off. And, um, yeah. it's So every time we collab, people are, like, like, really like that because we have, like, this rapport with each other that goes really back, like, really far. No, that's what's up. That's what's up. And it's good to have good people to uh, collab with and vibe with. Do you think that you could ever collab with others other than nico definitely I you have though you have though right um my i my girlfriend she just started doing this stuff and we made a couple of videos but no i haven't done many collabs yeah that's what's up that's what's up. are you are you uh bi or um everyone i I, i'm attracted to everyone like nobody is off the table that's so that would be considered like a a, a pansexual right I love pans. Yeah, yeah. See, I I didn't even know about pansexual for a while, and then I. What was that? Demi pansexual. Demi pansexual. So demi is like where you need to have like a deep connection, or like at least really vibe with someone in order to enjoy having anything sexual happen. Ah. 
so I have to have a vibe with someone, but it can be any kind of vibe, like anyone. It's like all kinds of people, it doesn't matter. And um, I kind of feel more gender fluid, but you know, for this kind of world, I play the femme role a lot, <laughs> but you know, it works. And it still feels like me. And after I had my son, I'm like, I felt my whole pregnancy, I felt super like connected to my womb again, after like not feeling very connected to being a woman for a long time. And it just like changed everything. So now I feel I have a lot of fun with it. That's interesting. What about being pregnant made you feel like more of a woman? I know that sounds weird because there's so many like, you know, there's trans men and so many different people that are pregnant and go through pregnancies. And for me, I think it showed me that woman doesn't have to be or look or be any certain way. There is no physical energy. It For me, it just felt maternal. Like this, like primal feeling of like connection to my actual organs because for so long I was so like I would dissociate from like my cycle I would just be like whatever whatever but then it was like this is happening and this is like when my body was kind of created to do anciently not mm. that it has to do it of course not but like you know my body was created for that so it's like it's really interesting to go through that and it felt really powerful and, like the strongest force in nature is definitely a mama bear, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's incredibly interesting t- uh, to to hear that. And I feel like we all have something within us that we have to do to make us feel like more of what we feel like we already are. And I totally like resonate with that because I was thinking this morning, all right, so I'll give you a little story. My wife, she was, you know, like making coffee and stuff and just regular old morning. And I started drinking a coffee and for some reason, whenever I have any kind of stimulant, like my mind just starts going all over the place. By the way, I think I'm like super ADD. So I'm always all over. I don't know how I have a podcast, but (laughs) somehow like, but I guess like, see, I want to like say like, sometimes I might go on to different subjects because I have ADD when I know like I should just tap into this topic a little bit more and, and, and dig into what we're talking about a little bit more. But anyway, Like I'm I'm doing it again. Um, but anyway, so she, you know, she's making the coffee and everything. And I, I start thinking about her telling me she wants to get off birth control. Right. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, why? And she's like, I don't know, I just don't really want this thing in my body no more. And I'm like, oh, that's what's up. And then in my mind, I didn't even say this to her. She might be listening right now. But I was like thinking, like maybe it's like a like a an instinct that a woman might have to maybe want to bear children like she's like i don't want this in me no more and i'm like why she's like i don't know but maybe she wants to bear a child you know what i'm saying that's happened to me i was like i need my id out it just feels wrong and then like i was like i'll just be on the pill and then a couple months later i was like i'm pregnant so you know it just kind of happens like that it's a beautiful thing well how about we do our first foot marshal and we haven't done one of these live in a while so uh this should be cool very cool. Let's uh, get it cracking. What's up, everybody? So, if you are here live, because this is a live broadcast today, make sure you smash the like button, share the podcast with those that you feel like would enjoy this type of content. Also, consider becoming a member on the YouTube channel. That greatly helps the channel. And today, once again, we got Pixie Marie. She is 
awesome great vibes her ig is p-i-x-i-e dot marie m-a-r-i-e-e-x-2 and twitter is p-i-x-i-e underscore marie with two e's jam that is kind of a jam huh a jam. <laughs> might this might have to switch it up though on the, on the next one you know kind of like have a diverse type of a uh, musical feel going on so tell me tell me about the tattoos how many tattoos do you got gun tattoos professional tattoos second books ones i've done what do you mean all of the above i have no idea i've not been counting bro <laughs> my you're, li- like, <laughs> you're like i get asked that so much and i really don't even know it's all just one at this point. Like, it's just going to become my leg is tattooed. So now I'm feeling like you are a glutton for pain. <sighs> it's not necessarily pain. It's like, I mean, to be honest, I did self-harm for like 12 years or some shit. So I think maybe it is some sort of like transmutation of liking pain. And I mean, yeah, I also just am a total masochist. But it's also like, yeah, you're just calling me out. Never mind. I'm not going to deny it. No, no, man. I, I don't mean to call you out or nothing like that. Thing, I am a glutton for pain. Um, yeah, there's, there, none of them are good. Um, I did all the ones on my legs. Here, this one says, "A bad man to keeps the bad man at the door." Because I love this artist Gianni Z H E A N I, and that bitch has this amazing song uh, called on the name of steven and it's um it says that and i always think of it as like my energetic bouncer like the a bad man to keep the bad men at the door someone that's willing to do like you know stoop to a lower level to, to keep things peaceful right, right. Make- it does make sense actually because do evil to fight evil you have to be that way. That's that's a the the protector in people as well. You know, sometimes you have to get a little a little ratchet. So exactly. You know, like so, I feel like I'm that person probably in my family. I feel like, you know, I'm always cool, calm, and collective. But I'm willing to crack your head if I got to to protect mine, and I, that might be kind of the same type of thing, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I think also when you know you're the father of the family. That stems for me from like not having my dad in my life. So I think that's like my energetic protector that I never really had, I guess. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Don't don't question that because I feel like you know that's what it is. The crazy thing is I did this one. Mm -hmm. So like a week before I got induced and I was pregnant, I was like, I'm gonna get a tattoo gun, I'm losing my mind. Because I had hyperemesis gravidarum where you puke the entire pregnancy. Um, and gestational diabetes, which was like, I couldn't eat the things I wanted to. And if I did eat, I would just vomit. Like 19 hours of 24, I was sick. And getting fluid like four times a week. So I did this one. And then that day I had an appointment and they're like, okay, we're going to induce you today. And I'm like, that's so trippy that I did a pregnant woman. And then I never even got to finish her. I was going to do like yellows and purples. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I'm having a baby now. It was just. It was crazy because I had him at 37 weeks. So it was like early and everything. 37 weeks. So that's uh, like how many months is that? I got to calculate that. <laughs> like, 
Well, you know, pregnancy is usually like actually 10 months. Oh, right. Including like the implantation or whatever. It's so confusing. But I think like almost. About four. So, so I guess like probably like a, a tad early, right? Yeah, he was only like three weeks early. Yeah. But he was great. I love him. And that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, hey, you know, like that's a, a beautiful thing right there. But so, all right. So, all right. All right. Tell me about that one. The the butterfly tattoo on the chest. I got a lot of butterflies, man. Oh, man. I love the face tats. Thank you. I did some of them myself. What? You can see, but I have like my eyelids because I love big clit. If you know who that is, Clitorius Maximus. So I copied her. Is that and, what she does? Well, no, she just has like really cool like tattoos on her eyes and then i did this one it says sad girl my makeup's covering it you can't really see but it's facing the mirror like so it's facing me mm-hmm. mirror slipped right now because i wanted it to be so um and this one says nurturer and it's also facing me and then i have up here under my wig because it's the wig is be here now and i have remember on the side of my face because i love the book be here now by ram Dass. i don't know if anyone knows that but it's a great book and um yeah so that one just about being in the present moment it just goes through like everything in time and space through every religion and ties everything together into now right that sounds very deep right there do you feel like oftentimes that you might be misunderstood um yeah but who you know in my mind it's like if i'm too much to swallow for you or digest dude maybe you're meant to choke and not that's that's so true right there i mean a lot of people value being understood but it seems like you know like the the people who really uh are the the most vibey type of people are the ones who don't give a damn you know no if i'm understood by my people the right people from in my close group then that's all i care about i mean like i think especially with like doing you know like any kind of content online too you have to kind of like have a barrier of what actually throws you off your fucking path because you know i get crazy comments there's so many mean people but they're still looking they're still commenting they're still going on every live you know what i mean and i just take them in stride like it's very interesting because i get treated so different depending on what wig i'm wearing i've done experiments on tiktok no cat tell me me about your uh, experiments when i wear this one people are really nice it's very funny. When I wear my black one with bangs, people immediately assume I'm a bitch or I have daddy issues. I'm not kidding. What? When I wear a blonde curly one, people treat me like I'm like super dumb, like fake. It's like a bleach blonde, like curly blonde one. Um, when I wear this brown long dreaded, I like it's like dreaded one with like little braids in it and stuff. People are like, you should take a shower. It's like crazy, bro. People are so different. And then if I wear like a hat with my natural hair which is pretty short with like a fade they'll be like oh are you are you a man and then i'm like okay whatever like i'm that doesn't hurt my feelings or anything trans people are beautiful but like no and then if i like take off the hat they'll be like take off the wig it looks bad and then if i take it off they'll be like put something on your head so it's like you can never please anyone you know you can be the brightest juiciest peach on the tree but people are always going to hate peaches so like just be the strong the most you you can be like radically i like that i mean that's inspirational too in 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 the same breath 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think for sure. A lot of people do have problems being like who they really truly want to be. And I think for me, the reason why I respect people who just do what they want is because it's just like, there's just so many like, like social constructs that people are, are trapped in that they can never even drink or like fathom the thought of, uh, you know, doing some of the things that you're doing, you know, being, being yourself, tattooing yourself as you please, wearing wigs, changing your appearance as you please. Because like I was going through your, um, your, your Twitter, your, your IG and whatnot. I'm like, wow, she like really changes her look almost like probably every other month. Right. No, it's like every couple times in the day. Sometimes like <laughs> multiple looks in the day. I'll switch to like maybe today. I'll switch to like a black wig, and then I'll do like a heavy makeup look and look like a completely different person. It's really weird, dude. Like I feel like, well, I don't know if it's, you know, I always want to put up like, go back to being like mentally ill. No, I'm just kidding. But it's like. I think with borderline personality too, I just always want to, I have like this ever-changing sense of who I am. And I feel like if my, that's why I feel like I'm gender fluid, sexuality is fluid, everything is so fluid or else I feel trapped. Like I'm the kind of person that needs some routine, but I also need the room to be completely spontaneous and change my mind. And so yeah, it's been really interesting being in this body and this life and not being able to like completely change it. That's why, you know, I have so many tattoos and like I have soft soul right here, which is kind of funny to me because, you know, usually knuckle tattoos are something hard and mine literally says soft. Um, yeah. But I think that is my flex is that I stay soft in a world that is so fucking rough with you. <laughs> the world the world is totally a rough place for sure no so you you say you stay soft in a world that is totally rough uh do you think that when you say that do you think that is because you you don't let the world turn you into a person that you're not i think it's it goes in two ways like staying soft not letting it close you off in your heart not letting you be hard like in your heart like not letting you go cold I think of soft as like also being malleable and easy to like adapt. I think when people get really, you know, traumatized, we kind of close off and get very stuck in our ways. And for me, I try to let things just like open when shitty things happen instead, because that's when you have the most opportunity when doors close, when, you know, awful things happen. It's like, okay, where do I go from here? Because as someone that's had so much shit happen that was out of my control and awful, like you have to just you know life is never going to stop throwing punches at you you have to learn how to like either dodge them roll with it fight back like or take a fucking punch um it never stops it's kind of like the ocean i always try to think of like i'm a very visual person that helps me so much like staying mindful but i like to think of like waves like it every emotion is going to swell and crest and break and recede and do it again and again and again. It doesn't really stop. And that's actually what got me through labor as well was like knowing after the contractions and when they write is the same thing with the ocean. It seems like you're in a very strong mental place right now and almost, you know, above actually more than borderline inspirational, but like you are, very inspirational with the with the things that you're saying do you feel like um 
because you said at one point you used to do self-harm and the way you're talking and the way you're sounding now, it seems like it would totally be a, um, you know, a flip right there. Like, was there like a, a, a flip of the switch point for you? I think when I was pregnant, I was, even though I was the sickest physically I'd ever been in my life, I spent like a month in Mexico alone when I was like five months pregnant, just flew to fucking Mexico. I've done like the whole pregnancy. I think I went to like three festivals, um, one in the Mojave desert. It was a random book fest in the fucking desert. I did like so many different things and I think I was just living really free and then Right after I had him, um, the medications I'm on for my mental stuff didn't allow me to make any milk. So I didn't get to like breastfeed and have like the hormones leave in a good way. And it really triggered um, actually postpartum psychosis. So that was insane. That's something that's really like not talked about as much. And that was crazy. So I ended up being like changing meds and doing all this stuff, changing the meds that I'd been on since I was 14. And, um, you know, it, it, I think it was crazy because I ended up actually being really, 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 really sad for the first like couple weeks after I had him, I was just manic up all the time. Like, you know, everything, Oops. <laughs> I would do everything my baby needed, but then I'd still be like doing too much, like exhausting myself, like to the point of undoing, refolding all of his clothes until six in the morning five times that did not need to be done like i think i just um the mania when you said that it just did it just flip i think that happens all the time for me especially with the borderline like i'm looking around my room i'm not gonna lie there's a hole in the wall from my phone jamming into the fucking wall like i'm not as gathered as i always can seem i think i'm just i let things come up when they do yeah my biggest piece of advice to anyone going through shit or like dealing with repressed trauma or bubbling up surface shit it's like you can't have a boiling pot of water with the lid on without it bubbling over you're gonna end up leaking out onto others really intense shit if you don't deal with it yeah most definitely that that's actually um you know very helpful for me too um because i think i'm one of those people that allow traumatic experiences just stay in the pot and when they start to boil a little bit i uh i don't lift the lid yeah i do that's how i did a lot of healing is when things did bubble up i gave myself the actual room to feel it because there comes a point when you push it down so much that you just go numb and then you can't even find it when you're looking when you're like okay like i remember being in therapy and being like my first therapy session with the new therapist and being like i can't even think of anything shitty right now that's happened to me because it was so repressed Mm-hmm. And then we lose chunks of our lives because we're like, you know, it stays in your body too. That I think it makes us really sick. I know personally, I when I was in a really toxic relationship a couple of years ago, actually yesterday was a year ago of leaving him or something, or maybe today, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was so sick, uh, like physically. I had a ton of bacteria randomly grow in my gut. I had like um acid reflux 24 7 i was throwing up randomly it was really weird i was completely sick and i think it's because i was so stressed and holding in so much and i think people literally can get sick from i think it makes any illness worse the whole I shit. See that. 
Yeah, most definitely. And it could definitely make you unhappy, you know, on a day to day basis. Even if you feel like you're happy, that traumatic experience or those uh, that that water that you have boiling in that pot is going to, you know, it's going to always remind you of why maybe you should uh, have that that burden on your shoulder throughout the day. And it's very, very annoying. You know what I mean? By not dealing with things, you actually deal with them so much more and for so much longer. Yeah. See, um, I'll, I'll be open and say, I think that when, oh my gosh, Pixie Marie is becoming my therapist right now, everybody. <laughs> I'm having a therapy. Let, let's do it. Let's do a foot motion and we'll come back. Okay. I love that. All right, let's do that. I'll be right back. Y'all got to actually run and go take a leak real quick. <laughs> smash the like button and subscribe of course all those great things and be sure to go to her ig and, and twitter and all that after the podcast or after the podcast because i know it's live and all that great stuff but um she's got like all kinds of links and stuff like that you know yeah and with uh with good content and what have you so shout out to that <clears throat> see i wanted to like change the subject just now i was gonna be like all right so tell me about the, the links and the content and stuff <laughs> but um actually yeah tell me about that tell me uh about the content what kind of content like do you do you favor because obviously you know you, you like foot modeling and stuff like that but uh is that like a just a mixture of everything or yeah i would say i'd love um I really like doing humiliation videos. I do a lot of customs. I love doing all that shit. It's really fun. I love making things really personal. And, like, uh, I have fun with giant test stuff. I have fun with, like, everything, I think. Every part of it's really fun. I made a video um, of me, like, eating a banana with my feet with honey on it. Oh, dang. (laughs) And (laughs) it didn't do as well as I thought it would. I think it might have gotten shadow banned. But it was so, like... I literally peeled the banana like oh wow put honey on it and ate it like that is like clout worthy come on anyways um, <laughs> that's totally clout worthy right there but I'm trying to get into more like weird things I don't know it's fun because I feel like feet are just so versatile they're like I don't know I just think of like how they're just hands with big palms and little fingers but like they're great you know what I mean? Do you ever like see that? My Absolutely. Weird? 
Okay. Because I feel like I look at feet and I'm like, wow, they're really just better hands. Yeah. They, they're very symmetrical, too. Right? Like, ugh. yeah. I don't know. I wonder, is that like a hand fetish? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like, I, I, I'll tell you what, though. I feel like since I've been more into um, feet, I feel like I low-key do have a hand fetish, too. Yeah, because it's like, there's also so many nerves on your fingertips. Like, you can feel so much. Yeah, and you most definitely can. I don't know. I wouldn't be a hand model with these tattoos. but um, Yes, you would. What are you talking about? Well, I tried to do a blackout, and this happened, so. No, that that would totally be awesome right there. I feel like we should um there's a few there's a few questions in the comments. I, I feel like we should show some love to um some people in the comments that are asking questions. Um because I haven't done a live in like a month or two. So Let's do it. What are the questions? Yeah. So if you are here live, um drop some questions for Pixie Marie, for me, whatever, and uh, we'll uh we'll, we'll dive into the questions i see some that we have now so make sure they come now you gotta drop them now because i ain't gonna do this for the whole podcast um so does pixie have ticklish feet from william lewis oh definitely i'm so ticklish but like i have to be in like i will hit someone if they tickle me and i'm not in like a turned on mood right So, like, I am very ticklish, yes. Is there ever, like, a time when you're not ticklish? Because I feel like, for me, I'm I'm that way. Like, I'm sometimes I'm super ticklish, sometimes I'm not. Or are you always ticklish? I'm always ticklish. Like, here, my feet, my like, everywhere, I'm so ticklish. And I actually learned that that can mean, that can mean that you have more tension there. Like, more muscle tension. So, right. really, the massage, and then I can be tickled more easily. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked a question that I'm a little concerned about. They said, can you be a giant stomp and squish women? A giant woman. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I could just, you know, take a, like, Alice in Wonderland and just grow really big. That'd be fun. That would be fun, huh? Stomp some bitches, GTA some shit with my feet <laughs> in the streets. Flick All right, so- I feel like the bug, the bug question. I see this is one that I'm just like, like I, I I know everybody has probably splat splatted a bug in their house or what have you, but it's became like super frowned upon. In the, I, I don't frown bugs, but I can't kill bugs. I have to bring them outside. I know, man. I I'm that guy. I'm I'm right there with you, and I get I get made fun of for it. I I used to. You know, once upon a time, I'd see a bug and I'd, I'd take it out. But, you know, now I see a bug. And my man's got life. You know what I mean? He wants to go back to his family if he has a family, you know? Also, one time my dad told me that if you kill a spider, all their friends come after you. <laughs> and that kind of fucked me up. He's like, they vengeful. I'm like, okay, bet. Right. I know. I'll, I'll feel you on that, man. I do. Online, like live in the corners of my room sometimes. Though. I'm not you have a spider that lives in your corner of your room, you said? Not anymore, but when I was a kid and I lived in like Santa Rosa, I would fucking have a daddy long legs in my corners and I just couldn't get rid of them, bro. They're just, they would just kind of just like, and then come back up and then go back to their web. I wasn't upset. It was when the brown recluses came that I was like, fuck out of here. I mean, daddy long legs are good for, um, 
for the the house really in, in general because don't they like kill other uh bad bugs any mouth so they can't bite you like they, if they tried to bite our skin it would literally not do shit because their mouths are so tiny they can only really bite other bugs yeah right so they're just cute all right so gary hansen says when's the last time you stepped on ant-man <laughs> ant-man um i am right now what do you mean she is right she is right now she said gary she said you're ant-man she's gonna step on you step. <laughs> all right and now we'll, we'll do we'll do one more also all right does she go barefoot when her toenails are not done um yeah absolutely huh yeah when my toes are done and like the calluses are gone i keep my feet so nice but some like catch me at a festival barefoot calloused i but i then i'll make them really nice but some people really like the dirty calloused feet so you got to work both that is true some people do really like that. Do you feel like since you've been uh, focusing more on the foot modeling that uh, you, you kind of you take extra care of the feet now? Oh, yeah. And I like got my mom like a foot peel mask, like one of those that makes it all come off because she has crazy calluses. I'm like, we got to figure out something for this. So she had like a peel. And her... See, I don't do that because I have to take pictures of my feet. I'm not going to have like big webs between my toes of peels. Unless that's your thing. So if someone hit me up if that's your thing, then I'll do a foot peel mask for you. But Yeah, see. A shout out I, to um, shout out to Hassan, by the way. I, that's that's my guy. He he's been around in like all of my podcasts, like before I even had this podcast. So shout out to that guy. Oh, shout out. And um also Lane. So Lane, also a big supporter of the podcast. Lane wants to know what is your favorite toe polish color? What I have right now, actually, I haven't ever done baby blue, but this is just so cute. I'm like kind of loving it. And I got little gems. I don't know if you can see them. Wait, right there. That is cute. Acrylic on my big toe because I like it a little bit longer because I have like a really long second and third toe. And if this one is like the nail is under this, it just looks weird. So I always get like extra long big toe. I think that's pretty nice. Yeah, right? And then the little, yeah. yeah I love all right, shout out, shout out to that, man. Well, thank you, you all, for those questions and stuff like that. But, but anyway, we're back. Shout out to the live viewers, man. Appreciate you all. Appreciate you all. So, anyways, so back to the, the traumatic experiences and therapy session. All right, so do you, do you, do you become everybody's therapist, therapist at some point? Um, usually the first time I meet people, they end up giving me like their whole life story. And I think it's because people in high school and stuff used to think, oh, she's looking for attention all the time. She's always talking about her shit. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm trying to get y'all to open the fuck up because you are so repressed. So if I talk about my childhood trauma or some shit I went through, maybe you'll tell me and then we can actually have a real friendship and not just smoke weed with each other. Yeah. No, that's some real stuff right there. I, I, I totally agree. When you're vulnerable with people, they'll be vulnerable with you. No one wants to initiate. It's so scary in this world to initiate because we're afraid of rejection. So I try mm-hmm. to do all the time. Just <laughs> initiate connection. Is that your repellent from like fake people? What? 
being open with them about traumatic experiences? Oh, definitely. Because if people, you can only get as deep with someone as they've been with themselves. You know, you can only have as deep of a connection with someone as they actually feel to themselves. So I think I try to see people's relationship with themselves before I even try to establish any kind of connection. Yeah. No, that makes sense right there. That yeah. That's a part of uh, discovering if you vibe with people as well, because like if, if you can't, if you can't like open up in that kind of way, it's, it's like, all right, like I can see that you're not a very like in-depth, thoughtful person. And some people need those kind of people around them. I do. I do need those kind of people. I need nutritional people that not only add like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, you know, there's this kind of people where you have them around, they almost like drain energy, not necessarily kind of like an energy vampire without even meaning to be. And mm-hmm. then the people that walk into the room and they just add so much. I like to think of it like my mom's a total tripper. Like she's literally named me a hippie ass name. All my siblings have words as our names and like virgin names. We lived on a commune for how long. Anyways, my mom always said, we're all swimming in this cosmic soup together. Think about what flavors you're bringing. We all got to taste it. We're all breathing and drinking this soup. So what does it taste like? What are you bringing? I love that. Your mom is a very wise person, it seems. Oh, yeah. She's great. (laughs) She's all I really ever had in my life. So she's like my rock. I'm getting mad Sebastopol vibes right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We always wanted to live in Sebastopol, but it was so expensive. We were like, I went to school in Sebastopol my whole life. Oh, is that right? Yeah. (laughs) My friends were in See, I, I know what's up, man. You know, 707, say it backwards. <laughs> Literally. It's all the kids that would have, like, 707 or Santa Rosa on their back tattooed. I'd be like. You know, man, like. I was on this hope that you didn't have that. I'm like, please. I don't. I don't I don't represent it that hard. I try to get away from it as much as possible. Right. Actually. People are like, where are you from? I'm from the Bay. Oh, yeah, we're at Santa Rosa. Yeah, yeah. Well, mine is worse, so we won't even go there on here. <laughs> it's so funny because when I actually lived in like Oakland and San Francisco, I'm like, oh, I'm in the East Bay, I'm in the Bay. This actually is the Bay. But I used to say the North Bay, and they're like, like this. Yeah. Like, no. But what is the North Bay, though? Because, like, I feel like it's so, like, like we all think we know what the North Bay is, but then they're like, no, that's the East Bay. Like, what? Well, the East Bay is more like, Oakland, Hayward, all that side. Right. And then like Daily City, San Francisco and stuff. And then, you know, like where where you where you live, where, where I lived was like that's bay to me. Like so like Santa Rosa, Napa, that's more Fairfield, Vallejo. And that's like it's the greater Bay Area, but I just think it's funny because people from like actually from the city are gonna think people are stupid as fuck for saying that. No, I know. Like people from the city in Oakland, they kind of hate on North Bay. They're like, that's not the bay. Like, how's that not the bay? It's like thirty minutes from San Francisco, which is like the heart of the bay, right? Yeah. I think it just depends. I think it's all just like people trying to act harder because they're from like an area where they have a different life. So I feel like people are like, well, you're from the wine country. So how could you know? You know what I mean? So it's just like, like, first of all, you drink the wine, don't you? <laughs> over there, over there hating. But like, all right. So being somebody who is from that area, um, did you find it funny that when you, like, let's say in high school, 
there was always like that one person or two people, probably even more, that would be like, oh, I'm, I'm not from here. But like you went to elementary with them. They're like, I'm not from here. I'm from uh, Richmond or Oakland. Literally. And or they end up suddenly like, I had this one girl that I literally, she's from Sebastopol, but she moved to Oakland. And now, you know, she's like, she looks like, you know, she's a white girl and she suddenly has a black scent and like, does her edge. I'm like, girl, it's <laughs> hurt. It hurts so much. I'm like, it's not that hard to not be offensive. Come on. Right, right. So that um, yeah. when people think that just because they move somewhere for like a year that they can adapt to an entire culture. Right. These are uh, these are the dilemmas of growing up in the North Bay, everybody. <laughs> yeah, literally, because we did have some shit. There's enough shit to claim from that area, you know? Like, I moved up to Seattle after the fires, you know, because my house went down. So, like... That, oh, wow. Yeah. I was in Mark West, so that was crazy. That was a that was a, a wild time, man. Those those fires took out, like, a whole city, didn't they? My city, bro. Your city? Oh, It was damn. Santa Rosa. I know, but wasn't it, like, kind of, like, more... Uh, a little north of Santa Rosa? Yeah, my, right? Like, up there. Gotcha, gotcha. It was crazy, dude. I was like home alone for a little bit, and then people came. My mom's friends got. I was asleep, and I had like two minutes to leave, and then my house exploded while I was driving. Oh my goodness gracious, that is crazy! Did you oh. save your animals at least? Do you have animals? That was my cat. I didn't grab a jacket. I was wearing. I remember so specifically a crop sublime shirt, obey sweats, OG, and no shoes. I had just emptied out my backpack because I was going to pack it for school the next day. I was like 17 and I I'd emptied it. So I had an empty backpack. I just threw my phone in it and ran out the door with my cat. That is absolutely wild. And you probably inhaled so much smoke too, huh? Oh, God. Yeah, dude. Like when we were driving down the, the road, down the hill towards like the, the town, there was like parts of cars and trees on fire in the road. We had like there was flames on either side of the road, like 20 feet tall. Everything was in flames. Because the thing is, my area, that we didn't get an evacuation. No one knocked on our doors. We just had to, like, smell it and sizzle, I guess. Sizzle. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, my whole life, poof, bye. Yeah, that's, that sounds traumatic in itself right there. Like, yeah. Do you feel like you experienced tra- trauma from your house burning down? Oh, definitely. And I have a bit of a settlement coming to prove it from pg e because i got the mental health like diagnosed ptsd after that so yeah i still dream about fire every single night like but it's usually like the entire world is in flames like this i sun- only imagine polar flare oh man that's crazy yeah. that 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 sounds seems like something that would happen post uh fire like you would probably have nightmares yeah of- being in hell <laughs> Dude, that's the craziest part it was kind of prophetic i kept having dreams of my house burned down before it happened dude my dreams are a little weird i gotta say i thought i killed michael jackson because i had a dream he died the night before he died i yeah no no cap and i don't even like i didn't tell anyone this for like 10 years because i was like nine years old and thought i killed michael jackson with my mind i i pray that you have great dreams about me one day <laughs> Like, dream that this show becomes, like, the biggest podcast in the world, please. I got you. 
Awesome. That's good. Good stuff right there. Well, Pixie, we're going on about 56 minutes right now. I think we should do one more foot marshal and then peace on out of this thing. Sounds good. All right. Shout out to everybody that's watching live, too. I appreciate that. I see that we have people sliding through and kicking in. So I appreciate y'all for that. Hey. Once again, because I know y'all love to be reminded, smash the like button and subscribe to the podcast. Also, follow Pixie on IG twitter i got the, the names on the screen but if you're listening like on apple or spotify or something it's p-i-x-i-e dot m-a-r-i-e-e-x-2 on ig and then twitter is p-i-x-i-e underscore m-a-r-i-e-e good looking out everybody and shout out to pixie Everything happens for a reason, y'all. And this is the first live in like two, almost two months, I think. Right? I'm uh, very excited to be live right now. And I am very excited that I had such a dope soul on the podcast. Soft soul. Soft soul pixie. Love it. Love it. So I appreciate that, y'all. Man. Well, Pixie, is there anything that you would like to tell the people before we got off the podcast today? Sub, follow me so you get more of me and my lovely energy. Smash <laughs> <laughs> the like button and subscribe, just like he said. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in and thank you, Pixie, once again for being on. I am incredibly honored that we made this happen. Yeah. And thank you for being down for doing it live, too, because. You know, I love doing it live and it's been yeah. a minute. So I needed this. I needed this release right here. I needed this. So Me too. Good out. cool. Well, don't go nowhere. I will holler at you once the live broadcast is ended. Everybody else, I will see you soon. I got some more content coming soon. Um, real soon. I have a comedian who is a uh, a foot fetish foot fetishist coming on the podcast. He's uh you know, he's doing his thing. He's on Amazon Prime. He has a special on YouTube as well that you all should go check out. His name is Corey Rods. So look out for that podcast. It's coming really soon and uh, more coming as well. So talk to you all soon and I'll talk to you here in a minute, Pixie. We are out.